You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Abrocha, as we approach Lagba Omer in the midst of Sphiris Omer, I turn to my good friend, uh, Rav Nosen Notaglik, who is a well-known Kubel, a sofer, a Rav in Shkuna Barnea. And Rav Nosen is uh, Ish Ashkolius, Ish Shachakolboy. Uh, Rav Nosen uh, is going to uh, share with us a an approach that I think is novel and important to hear. Um, and it is a, it concerns, of course, the evidence that we have been able to gather from uh, the Qumran excavations. Um, that, um, you know, if you go with the Suya in and Masechet Benachot and all the other other sources that we have, um, the Tzedukim over there come out looking pretty pathetic. You know, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Yechim ben Zakkai, you know, just, just blasts them and says, you know, what comparison do you have between your Dvorim Betelim and, you know, and our Torah? Um, and the, the the only thing that Tzaduki could apparently really say to justify the whole idea of of Machor um, Shabbos, you know, the day after Shabbos was the time that you bring the Yomer Tnufa, but but which Shabbos? And and their their opinion is that it's a it's a Shabbos Bereshis. It's Monday night, and therefore, according to the Gemara in Menachos, the Mishnah and the Gemara in Menachos, Shabbos would always would change every year, and it would be dependent on the first. Uh, Saturday, the first Saturday night in Pesach would be day one. You would count to 49 mm-hmm. days, and then day 50 would be their Shvuot. And of course, this was, right. as, as Rav Nosson says, they engaged in these public debates with the with the Rabbanan. Right. And uh, the, so the only thing that the old uh, Tzaduki was able to say in order to justify it was that uh, is it, you know, Moshe is, is a Merachem on Am Yisrael. He loves Am Yisrael. That's why he wants to give him a special present of having two days Yantuf. You know, Shabbos immediately followed by Yantuf. Uh, <laughs> now, it kind of makes me laugh because, we don't, you know, now we have three days Yantuf in Chutzlaretz, and that doesn't seem much of a, a much of a bracha. But, um, you know, but the, you know, just just the idea that, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu would be like trying to do us a favor by giving us, you know, by giving us a long weekend or something like that. It seemed it seemed very much um, um, people who barely know what you know barely have any justification for the stuff that they're doing. And so I want to I you know it kind of got me thinking about about like is there any kind of ideology behind the tzedukim? Is there anything that is that is there anything that they're actually pushing besides besides uh, you know let's get a two day weekend. And and um, I think that if you if you're if you're a little bit medayik, you know, we can we we start with this idea that there's a um, there's a distinction between Shabbos and Moyadim, and um, it comes through in the in the brachas that we have for both for Shabbos and Moyadim. By Shabbos, it's it's Baruch Hashem Mekadesh Shabbos. You know, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Mekadesh is is uh, sanctifies Shabbos. Nobody else does. And in fact, the seven days of the week run without anybody intervening. There's no Bezdin that has ever Kovea or ever, has ever been Kovea that today is Sunday and today, you know, and, and or, you know, and uh, and this day is Shabbos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it. He did it by my Sabratius and then he reaffirmed that by the, by the Mon that didn't, that didn't come down on Shabbos. So there's no, you know, there's no human impact on, on the seven day, on the seven day week or on, on Kedusha Shabbos. Mashenki Kedusha Yontav 
needs a whole lot of human intervention. You know, for one for one thing, the the yearly the yearly cycle itself is built up of a number of of uh, of kind of conflicting systems. You have you know you have your seasonal system, which is based upon the sun, and you have your lunar months, which are based upon the moon, and the two the two do not line up very well, if at all. And basically, the you know the kind of choice that one has is is either to jettison the new you know jettison the moon as being the basis of the months, in which case you end up with let's say a Roman calendar or our you know civil calendar today, and basically follows the pattern of the seasons, which it divides into each season it divides into three into three units, which which are called months, even though month and just about every other word for for that you know period of time. Um, that I've ever been able to find um, always seems to correspond in some way or another to the moon. Okay, the you know the English word month is monat, it's moon. You know, so and that's I'm pretty sure that's like that for just about every other language that I was able to to find, except you know maybe ancient Egyptian, which seems to have really based their divisions on on the seasons alone. Um, but anyway, I'll call upon him. If you want to be logical, you have to jettison jettison one of the, you know, one of the alternatives here. And so, you know, the Muslims have a calendar that always that continually loses time relative to the seasons, right? Because it's always it's a purely lunar calendar, and they're very proud of this. This is only only follow the moon, not like those you know heretical Jews that 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 do this, you know, do this double-handed thing. Where they... Ramadan <laughs> ends up shifting. Consistently every year to year, yeah. Ramadan, Ramadan it changes. Goes, it goes backwards. Yeah, yes. it goes it goes backwards by ten days. So you know, like if you, I mean, but so if you, you know, when it's in the winter time, everybody's happy because you don't fast that long, you know. But then eventually, it's going to end up in the middle of the summertime, and it's for the for them, you know, because like they don't eat during the day, they eat at night. So so it's a it's a long day, and they they do it for a month. It's like it's like doing I don't know, um, not exactly. Shivas or Batamuz. The thing is that the whole, you know, our whole way of doing time, based upon a commingling of the of the lunar calendar and the and the solar calendar, or the order of the months or the order of the seasons, as as you will, it always it always needs to be tweaked. You know, we always have to like push it along. We always have to do some sort of act in order to make it in order to make it work. Um, and you know, this is something that if you like, I think that most people would think about this and say, you know, is this a divinely ordained thing? You know, like, how, how would how would you justify that? Let's, you know, let's say a Kodesh Baruch gave you a clock. He says, Here, here's my clock. Use this clock to sanctify the Moadim, you know, except that the clock always loses time and you have to push it over here and you have to tweak it over here. And every every year you have to figure out if you're going to add, add, add another hour or add another, you know, so... What kind of what kind of clock is this? And I think the, the the regular philosophical tendency would be to say that no, this this couldn't possibly be a divine thing. It's too imper- it's too imperfect, you know. And that that goes in with a with a, a, a usual human um, human tendency to like demand perfection out of Hakadosh Baruch. You know, if it looks like it's not, if it looks like it's imperfect and flawed, and and you know requires us to push it along to make it work that couldn't be a divinely revealed calendar okay and and um you know so so therefore that would really be the basis of of muhammad's choice to follow only the moon and to look at our kind of calendar as being some sort of um 
um, you know, some sort of uh, monster that that Hakadosh Baruch, Hakadosh Baruch will leave us with a calendar that that uh, that's so full of you know that's so full of holes. It always always needs to be repaired. And the answer is, is the answer is very clear. It's because Hakadosh Baruch who gives us the ability to be Kaveya the Mayadas. If if the whole thing was perfect, then we wouldn't have anything to do. You know, there wouldn't be any there wouldn't be any Maisabezdin, there wouldn't be any any uh any Ibura Chaydesh, there wouldn't be any Ibura Shana, there wouldn't be anything for us to do in terms of creating the time frameworks of, of Kedusha. But Kadosh Baruch Hu wants us to take part in this activity, and he therefore provides us with an intentionally imperfect situation for us to put together and to and to work. So from here you get the basic idea that that um, when you're talking about the Mayadim, the Mayadim is Mekadesh Yisroel V'hazmanim. That's the, that's the Nusach of the Baracha by Mayadim, Mekadesh Yisroel V'hazmanim. And, the, and the, so it turns out that that which appears to people to be an imperfect hodgepodge is actually the basis of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with us and, and, the, and the beauty of that relationship. He actually comes along and gives us the ability to be Kaveh Kedusha Samoyadim. So he's Kaveh Kedusha Shabbos, and we establish the Kedusha of the Mayadim. So there's a Kedusha that, let's say, you know, comes down from heaven, if you, if you will. There's also a Kedusha that comes up from below that we, that we have a hand in, in making. And so it's 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 up to our kind of you know it's it's up to our kind of interpretation what you know what do we want to do with this year, what are the you know what are the what are the um, I don't know you know are the are the are the ovens uh, dried out enough are people stuck on the other side of the river that haven't gotten here yet and you know, all sorts of all sorts of things like that that can be you know that can be used by a bezin to to add a month if if necessary so you know. Point I'm trying to make is that sometimes the thing that makes it look the most imperfect is actually the thing that makes it most most important. And the the idea that we have to participate in Hakadosh Baruch Hu with creating the holiness that we that we use to connect to Him. Okay, so that's a very that's a very profound idea, and most people most people don't get it. I mean, they you know they they just don't get it. Um, and most. I mean, you can don't want to do a whole thing in comparative religions, but let's you know start with Christianity. Christianity being the idea that we're helpless, we're tainted by original sin. Therefore, halacha, halacha can't help us. Nothing can work. The only thing that we can do is accept Hashem's gift of of uh, of um, salvation. You know, and and it gets to the point like you know, in the more Protestant representations of that that. Uh, that this gift has to be received so passively that you can never re really tell if you ever got it. You know, <laughs> like, did I get it? Did it happen to me? Did it really happen? Did I imagine it happened to me? But, but, you know, but since there's absolutely nothing that you can do to control how you get it or if you get it, then, then you know, you, you, you can't even know that you did. Was that the Tzedukim are arguing with Chazal specifically on this on this point? Do we have a hand in creating kedusha, or are we supposed to just receive it from a Kaddish Baruch Hu directly without any without any intervention? And I consider it kind of an interesting raya that the Tzedukim are anti-Chazal on this on this point. And I think for, I think from here on in we can instead of you know instead of using the more more circuitous uh, things we can just say isarusa de latato isarusa de latato is the is the hasidic makubaldic word that refers to our creation of spiritual realities which therefore connect us to akadash baruch as opposed to isaruta de leila you know which is the awakening that comes from above 
Yeah, so the first term is is we the awakening that comes from below, Isarusa de la de la Tata, and the Kodosh Baruch who has his Isarusa de la Elo, the awakening that comes from below, from above Slicha. And that Isarusa de la Elo is Shabbos, and, and the Moyadim are essentially Isarusa de la Tata. Okay, and, and both of these things have to have to be uh, in operation. And if you don't have Isarusa de la Tata, then we have no vessels in which to, to receive anything that you know any of the kedusha or any of the, the dvekos or any of the of the light that a kodesh baruch Hu wants us to have. So our ability to create our own vessels for this makes it makes it essentially real for us in a way that that pass, a passive acceptance never could. You know. Um, so, but anyway, I, my assumption was that the the tzedukim are on the other side of this of this divide, and my riot to that, which um, one can perhaps quibble, quibble with, but it's the it's the fact that it's Duke held that you have to put the the coin gadol has to put the guitars on the pan before he walks into the kodesh kodeshim, right? And the the pasha the reason for this would be that that the tzedukim conceive of hakadosh baruch Hu being in the kodesh kodeshim. So if if the coin gadol walks in there without the the uh, the cloud of kodesh already there then he's liable to um either desecrate hashem's presence or 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 get fried so therefore the coin has to put the thirst in first and then walk in um our halacha is that the coin goes in there with with the with the kaf of machta he goes in with the spoon of the katarist and the and the shovel puts the shovel down in front of the in front of the um or, you know the or in haedus or or you know whatever there was in, in bias cheney and he puts the katarina he creates the he creates the cloud, and through the cloud that the Koyen creates, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mizgala. I'm going to be seen in the in the Anon. But, you know, but the Anon has to come from us, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is revealed there. Right. And uh, so therefore, my, my assumption was that the, the Tzedukim are not, are not online with this idea of our, us having any Isa Rusa Dilatata impact on on Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence in the in the in the Kaidish. And this is what you learn from the from the Qumran community. Um that there they had texts that um originated in, in Sefer Hanoch and in something called Sefer Hayovlo Sefer Sefer Hayovlot, um which proposes a calendar that has nothing to do with the moon. It's a purely solar calendar. And the brilliant thing about it is that if you if you know it, if you're familiar with it, it would appear that all of the Moyadim result from Shabbos. Their Particular order. one. This is called the the Miktas Maisehatora. They call it the MMT. Um, that's where that's where the calendar is. Found. Yes, yes. Ah, it's called okay. the MMT scroll. <laughs> you have to understand that so much of the of the of the of the Dead Sea Scrolls have English names. Because of the church and other, you know, English uh, right. archaeologists and church archaeologists writing in English, so this is called the MMT scroll or the right. Mitzvah Maisei Torah scroll. So part of it is is the description of their mitzvos that, and, and, and there's a second section where they talk about their nature of this of this calendar, which makes it older than Moshe Rabbeinu, and according you know according to them and and. Uh, in that sense, in that sense, in some way, perhaps more authentic. But this is this is the calendar that the that the actual uh, Qumran community utilized, and it would appear from it would appear from this that 
you know, there is such a thing as a from Tzaduki. You know, watch out, watch out for for from Tzaduki. Um, you know, and part of part of the idea that that like you know, Chas V'Sholom. I mean, I'm I'm, ta I'm talking possible Tzaduki ideologies over here. So I'm, you know, I'm not in a place where I really feel comfortable saying too much. But you know, if they have a low estimation of the halacha because the Kaddish Baruch Hu has to bring things down to the level where humans can actually use them, and therefore these are all human adaptations that one of these days should go away. You know, and then maybe the whole, you know, the whole calendar that is in use uh, over there in Yerushalayim should just disappear one day. And then we get the true calendar, we get the true Kedusha, we get the true God activity tearing through the veils of the Sheker of this, of this world, you know. Um, and if that's, if, if, if that's their attitude, then it fits, one, it fits in one way that the Qumran people were known to actually be very apocalyptic. And those they were they were waiting for they were waiting for the end of days they were waiting for the great battle of light and evil and for and for a Kaddish Baruch Hu to come and kill all the evildoers which is pretty much everybody except for themselves. Um, so again, this theory would be as we were talking earlier this morning that although there's the tzedukim of Chazal, the tzedukim of Chazal were sort of like the um, more practical ones who never. fought who who weren't Polish. They were the ones who thought right. that they could take, you know, most of the Tzaduki ideology intact. Ideas and fit them in, you know, right. right. You know. And therefore so, they, so they like, would so engage like... in debates with the Prussian. And they and your theory is, and, I, and this might be the theory of many uh, persons who study this this field, is that the Tzadukim of, of Chazal uh, sort of, sac they, they gave in, they compromised, and they they didn't really reflect the pure tzaduki. It used to be betchila. They were masi and masos. In the beginning, they gave out kiddush achodesh uh, information instantaneously, and then atshikilkulu ah. habaitusim. And it's clear that the baitusim are against kiddush achodesh. Kiddush achodesh. Ah, right. no, that's that's a that's a that's a very good heyora. Right. Okay, so the baitusim so, are a bit more a bit more radical than the than the tzedukim, at least as far as the the gemara presents them. You know, so the tzedukim were willing to, you know, I could I could see the tzedukim, okay, well, you know, we'll come, yeah, you know, do your do your you know do your adim, do your kiddush achodesh, do your kiddush mikudish you know, whatever, whatever, okay. But you know, we should have one one holiday a year where where kedusha shabbos becomes the basis of. Of Kedushas Yantav, and that's the Yantav that's going to be the real Gilushchina and and uh, and, uh, and 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 etc. Because it because it isn't tainted. And what Sadia says in this commentary on on Sefer Shmos, quoted by the Abedas and others, is that the Tzedukim were basically similar to the his the his enemies, the Karaites, that the did Karaites. not believe yeah that did not believe in Edus Achodesh. And felt everything was based on a calculation of the moon, not the sun, like you're saying, but actually calculations mm -hmm. of the moon. And therefore, if, if you take Sadia's interpretation of what the Tzedukim held, they didn't believe in Edis Achodesh. And that was why the Baitusim, their uh, aggressive you know, cousins, would try to make sure that there would be these phony fires, these phony bonfires, so nobody would know when the Adam had come. And this way, the Chachamim, the Prushim, would throw up their hands and say, okay, we're just going to go with the Cheshbon. The day that Kodesh Baruch Hu created the Ma'iris and put them, in the, put them in the sky, that is the beginning of the calendar year. That's that's Rosh Hashanah. The only the only Rosh Hashanah that they have is is uh, is what we would call Rosh Chodesh Nisan. They call it uh, Chodesh Aviv. Right. So now it's not it's not the first day of creation, but 
since you know since you have days of creation without any without any heavenly bodies to mark the time so i guess it's just not they don't consider it part of the calendar rashan is rishkhadish nisan what is rishkhadish nisan rishkhadish nisan is the yom briyas hamoiris when when the luminaries were fixed in the sky the times of you know first and second and third day of creation do not figure into the calendar they're beyond the calendar they're out, they're outside of it right? And so if you if you so therefore Rishadish Nisan is always going to be on the first Wednesday after the spring equinox. Spring equinox is the day that the that the days and nights are of equal length. Basically it's the it's the beginning of of Kufas uh, Kufas Nisan in our in our termino- terminology. Okay, so you have you have the absolute beginning of the spring of of the spring season, which of course is a solar phenomenon, and and then on the Wednesday on the Wednesday after that you start with the with with Yom Rosh Hashanah the, the the absolute beginning of the year. Okay, so it's very it's you know it's interesting that you're just going to use the use the calendar the same way. You're going to count off fourteen. You know, uh, or thirteen, thirteen days, and then, and then Yom Hakrovas Pesach, you know, which they which they refer to here as Passover, um, is on is on the fourteenth of uh, of uh, Nisan according to their Cheshbon, and then fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one are are uh, Chagamatzes. This format for the month of Nisan is eternal. It doesn't it doesn't change. It's uh, you know it's like Kadosh Baruch Hu is 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 Kavua v'Kaimi. It's always right. going to be March twenty second. What we call March twenty second will always be Rosh Hashanah. And the truth is, as everybody listening here knows, the Torah never refers to the first day of Tishrei as Rosh Hashanah, right? It's just Yom Teruah. No, it's called, it's called, it, it calls it Yom Hazikaron. Yeah. But listen, there's a lot. There's a lot of good reason why to say that Yom Hazikaron should be should be considered Rosh Hashanah simply because that's the beginning and end of the of the of the uh, of the agricultural cycle. Okay. So, but anyway. Neither, neither here nor there. What I, the point that I want to try to make is that is that if you think about how how Pesach fits into this, okay, you know, there's there's two ways of thinking of Shabbos. I mean, then both of these are Oiskahalt and Alpi Kabbalah. I don't want to get, don't want to get into that, but one but one of them has a certain amount of significance. Halacha You have three days going into Shabbos and, and three days coming out of Shabbos, and Shabbos is in the middle, and that's Shabbos Mitzurat, you know, in a, in a tzur of a menayro. Where you have you know six uh, three and three and the and and Shabbos is Shabbos is in the middle. Um, that's actually also the the format for Tefillah Samida of uh, of both Shabbos and Moyadim. It's three at the beginning, three at the end, and and uh, and Kedusha Sayyim in the middle. Right um, now, if you if you think about it, you take a look at how their calendar is set up, and this is a, this is shtickle chiddush for me. You know, it's it goes it goes. You know, starting starting at the head of the year, which is on Wednesday. So you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Okay, that's nice. And then and then you and then you go from uh, from you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Right. If you do that again, you go you know eight, nine, ten. That's that's uh, that's uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you have Shabbos, and then you have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be Shchita Sapesah. Here and that's going to be the 14th according to their according to their cheshbon. You take a look at Pesach itself. Pesach is mamish the tzur of the menorah. Okay, the first day of Pesach, second day of Pesach, third day of Pesach. Uh, the fourth day of Pesach is 
is uh, is Shabbos. Okay, and then you have another three days of Pesach, ending on and ending on the twenty first. Right, so Pesach itself has the same format of the of the Menorah, which which that format is is basically hardwired into this thing because of the day that they choose to be the beginning of the year. Right, so so basically, it's, it's kind of interesting to see that Shabbos here is is a is a is a is in the center of of everything, and it it kind of like creates Pesach around itself, you know. Um, first, second, first day of Pesach, mm-hmm. second day of Pesach, third day of Pesach, then you get Shabbos, then you have uh, fifth day of Pesach, sixth day of Pesach, and seventh day of Pesach. Okay, so now, uh, so All I right. think what you're getting at is, and I'm sorry for stealing your thunder, is, is that therefore when the Torah in Parshas Emor, which of course is, is this week's Parsha, describes the Mocharas HaShabbos, the Tzaduki way of looking at things, the or, or this sect's way of looking at things, is, well, that can't be during Pesach. Because that's Pesach time, right? You're talking here about a carbon that's being brought. Um, it, it can't. In other words, you're saying Shabbos is so crucial as the as sort of the linchpin of the Pesach holiday that you mimocharos Shabbos can't be within Pesach. And it can't. If, if if the Torah in Parshas Emor is in Perak Chagimel is now describing some new activity that because Pesach has been already described in Sefer Shemos a number of times, and once again here. It must be talking about something after Pesach totally, not within the right. Cholamoyed, as you said. It must you be, therefore, Mimocharas HaShabbos must mean after April 15th. <laughs> of, the, of the holiday, according to the sheet of the Menorah, which is, which is three, three, and, and Shabbos in the middle. But in order to, cre- in order to generate Shavuos, you have to have a week. Because Shavuos is not, Shavuos is not going to be generated by, in, in the same way. You're going to you're going to count you know Yom Hanef and then one two three four five six seven and then you're going to have another Yom Hanef. So obviously here Shabbos is is going to be in the position that we usually associate it with as the seventh day of the week, and that and you and you have to switch gears well, for yeah, that. Right. What Nelson happens to be that in the Gemara Menachos there is a vestige of that argument. That sh- it's got to be seven complete weeks. In other words, Sheva Shabbos's Tamimais was interpreted. Right, that's yes, even yes. So e- even who we, who you're calling the Parava compromisers. Also, we have a record that they said, "Well, uh, how could you have uh, seven weeks starting in a weekday?" Sheva Shabbos's must mean that it starts yeah. with a Shabbos. If, it, if it's if it's Tamimos, it has to start with a Shabbos. That's that. That's, that's their point. You have, you know. It derives it derives from Shabbos. Number one, number two, Shabbos can exist in 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 one of two in one of two tzuras, and it can generate holidays according according to either of them. It can either be the tzura of the Menorah, or it can be the tzura of the of the of the chain of seven. Okay, whichever. But that would that would be um, it would it would still be Shabbos in control of 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 everything that's happening, and you have to wait until the Shabbos of the Menorah is is let's say transcended by the Shabbos of the of the uh, of the sh- of the Shavua Tamima, mm-hmm. which, by the way, it's it's also very much it's also very much uh, meduyak because it turns out that you really haven't had a Shavua Tamima once in in the in the, in the whole system because you've had you know you, you you've been going from Wednesday you've been going from Wednesday to to Tuesday with a Shabbos in the middle and maybe that's just not a din of Tamim then maybe there's there's the Chisarin there in Tamimus but if you have going from from Sunday to Shabbos that is a that is Sheva Shabbos Tamimas. That's how that's how they understood it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so really, so really, it's pretty brilliant. But I, I just want to go back and, and and emphasize here that what this what this calendar does is it takes away all of the isarus de latata, and it makes us it makes us into the pure macablim, right? And that is that is something which is kind of like a a gigantic steer at everything that uh, that Chazal believed. There's no, there's no shutfus here between Shemayim and Varus. There's no shutfus to receive it. The minute that we haven't built our own vessels to receive, there's no way that we can hold on to it. There's no way that we can contain it. And this, by the way, is a very deep psychological truth. I, 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 I think you know, if, like, it's not, you know, it's not. Nama de Chisufa is a very, is a very superficial presentation of, of that idea. You know, if I didn't work for it, then you know, okay. Uh, if I, if I didn't work for it, then I'm embarrassed to take. It's not. It's not just that. If you didn't do, if you didn't work for it, you can't even receive it. You don't even. You don't even apply. Yeah, I don't even have a place in your consciousness for it. You go there. You know, it's a little just. Just it's like somebody dumping a bucket of water on you, and 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 uh, and it just it just flows over you and doesn't really involve you in any way. You don't have. You don't have any. Don't have any shy. In case you haven't understood, is going to be uh, after those seven weeks, and it will be not like Chazal's version of the tzedukim. But according to you know the the Qumran version is would always it's be the same date. It's the fifteenth. It, it would of, always uh, be the fifteenth of of the third of, month, of, right? Uh, which would correspond approximately uh, to June fourth every single year. Yep. And after and after that, by the way, they count another Sheva voice because because uh, you know the the yeah. Yom, Yom Hanef Yom Hanef is is the is the is the is the Ketir Sa'ira. Then they go on to Shavuos, which is Ketir Chitim. Then they go on another seven weeks, and they get to Chag, uh, you know, Chag Hashemin, I believe. And after that, they go on yes, for another no, seven weeks. The, they get the, Chag, the new Chag wine. Chag have the first the first oh. the new wine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So first comes the new wine, then comes then comes the new Shemin. So they're so they're you know dug on Tirish Yitzhar, They got it all. The, you know they got it all worked out. Now to be to be honest, oh, then they then they have a wood mm-hmm. offering, which is uh, the you know. From Dan and Naftali, God and Asher, they, they somebody cuts wood for the Mizbeach. I mean, we you know we know some we know there's some vestigial thing in there by by the Yom Yom Tav or Magal, which I don't know whether to what extent that even um, corresponds to. You know, right. but I mean one one thing one thing you see about this is that it's not as if the Tzedukim had a problem, you know, with with holidays and 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 avodas that are not written in the Torah. It's a knockoff of Dogon Tiro right? In other words, once you once you see that Shruot is all about bringing the Shtei Alechem, so then you take right. the verses uh-huh. in Sefer Dvarim that have that's Dogon. The Psiroishcha would be the next one, right? And then Yitzarecha right. with oil would, would come next. And then exactly and, what and, the, and, and, and it, prob- the carbon is. Uh, yeah, well, it probably. Yeah, it's funny again if the if these are the. Uh, the sect in the Qumran, they're not there. As we saw, as I read from the introduction, they were staying away from the Beis Hamikdash. Maybe yeah, this was for 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 them. The Beis Hamikdash had been completely corrupted. So so you know you can kind of kind of forgive the Tzedukim over there for being not the really best presenters of their of their teachings because you know they kind of got everything diluted anyway, and they weren't really the hardcore Tzedukim. Um, you know, and it's so it's so interesting to 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 consider like you know Tzedukim as being in a way frumer than us, well, although well, although taking taking tremendous liberties with with Shutesh Mikro or, or completely abandoning it. But of course, Josephus portrays the Tzedukim as 
uh, machmirim. And he talks about how they are, you know, sort of not into life as much. He talks about them, you know, being very um, stern and, and, and very tough and difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do have that type of description of them. And, and I think, you know, the Rambam conflated, of course, the Tzdukim and the Karaites, just like Sadia did. And, and of course, he speaks about the way they keep Shabbos in such a, um, what we would call a negative, uh, yeah. drowning out way, which I think aligns with what, sort of with what you're saying. It's like, I, yeah. you know, here's, here's my gift of Shabbos. Uh, you know, Shabbos is, is no, I don't care. Thing. I don't care whether you enjoy it or not. You know, just, just sit, sit, sit in the dark, you know, That's right. freeze your, freeze your toes off, eat cold food in the dark. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, by, by the way, you know, the, the Qumran people had this, had a, had an absolute shigoin about going to the bathroom, you know, because they right. based upon, the, based upon this is Al Yetzay Ish, it says uh, in Parshas Peshalach, Al Yetzay is, is the Torah's euphemistic, is the Torah's euphemistic way of speaking about um no it was, it was it was worse that they were they were basing it on on uh, on Sefer Dvarim where it tells you that you have to go out of the camp yeah so so they weren't allowed you weren't allowed to since they said that this is where the machna shina you know you're not allowed to have a latrine in a machna shina right? which means you could and since, means and since the latrine has to be outside the tomb like so what are you going to do on Shabbos somebody right. Rahman al Islam where is where Somebody Rahman al Islam, where is by the way, the other um angle on this, again, I only know it from Eben Ezra, who I think Benny, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I think was also siphoned off from the uh, from the Karaites. I don't think it's in the Tzaduki literature anywhere. Um Shuvakatsar Tishbos, the very problematic verse in Sefer Mishpatim, which which makes Shabbos all about agriculture. And when we know, you know, we have a tradition of 39 Malachos, like Kol Malacha. So what even the Tzaduki would have to admit that it should be including more things than just threshing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, plowing. I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. and and reaping, and they interpret this, of course, as a euphemism for sex and for childbirth. You, no childbirthing. Par- paragon of paragon of self control over here. Well, I mean, they, it looks like the Komen group didn't really have very many women in it, if any. Um, so you can kind of understand why, but. Um, Anyway, so let me let me try let me just try and wrap it up. So we see the you know the 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 side of the of the of the Tzaduki Shita is our passivity in relationship to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And I think we've why is the first day of Pesach called Shabbos? I mean, we you know Shabbos because it comes out right that Shabbos and Yontif are like very very different dimensions, you know. And if you if you if you you really should not be calling. Any any of the moyadim a Shabbos because Shabbos is, is you know mekudash min hashemayim mekudash shalidei kadosh baruch we don't have anything to do with it and and moyadim is 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 the kedusha that we generate because the kadosh baruch was mekadesh us is mekadesh yisrael was one but how do you you know how do you inter you know inter interweave those 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 things by saying that um, you know first day of of uh, Pesach is called Shabbos so the answer is is that is that you know when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is allowing us to develop our our ability to to create from from below and to and and to establish the experience of kedusha which is going to be you know give us connectedness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um it's got to start somewhere and the understanding is is that is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to get the ball rolling with that 
because we can't because we can't get the ball, ball rolling. If you if you if you're not Makudash Ali then you can't be Makudash, then you can't create any kedusha at all. I mean, you know, in in that respect, okay, there there is some moment in time when we have to be when we have to be passive about it. So Kaddish Baruch is going to jumpstart the whole Isarus de Latata for us, and the time that that happens is is uh, is um, is Pesach. That's you know that's what happens. So so Chag Pesach is the one holiday during the year. It's the one Mayid during the year, which shares a which which shares a um, a connection and a relationship with Shabbos. It's similar to Shabbos in the sense that whatever kavanot you know whatever kavanas you might have for Leila Seder or this that or the other, um, you know you, what what your machavin you need karpas and what your machavin for kaisrishin and kaisheni and kaisliji or kaisrivi, but all of that really is more or less us, you know, m- moving around as Hakadosh Baruch Hu pushes us pushes us to go. It's a, and, and I remember my Rebbe teaching very 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 directly that that kavanas of Pesach are not kavanas of the rest of the year. They're much they're much closer to Shabbos in the sense that we're we're kind of like passively responding to the energy that that is that, that animates us at that point. But we're not we're not in the we're not on the Madragi yet that we can do anything for Kaddish Baruch or or create holiness or or, or create the you know create new create right, right, new right. Nelson, As Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the the historical uh, maybe continuous Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was where yes. you know, we have this sense that we were goy of goy. Uh, we did not. We weren't. We didn't distinguish ourselves so much from the nation that we were that was housing us. We only had, you know, as the Maral says, you know, the, the idea of the Dam Pesach and the Dam Mila was only enough to identify us as different, but not enough to create schuyos yeah. to be able to deserve the Yitzia. Right. We were. We were complete. It was. It had to happen. There was no way out. It was like, as the Ramchal says, the Hanhogas Hayichud took over and said, I'm taking these people out. They don't deserve it, but they got to go right now. And all of that is, like you say, is that passive sense of almost like a child that has to be has to be, be born. Like, so the Ariyah Kodesh has, has the Mahalach that whatever Am Yisrael received at that first outpouring of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, um, what they received disappeared. Now, whether it really whether it really disappeared, eh, you know, I don't want to get into that. But but the the, the punch to the trot is that that what they received they couldn't hold on to, because because they, it wasn't you know they hadn't prepared no vessels for it. So so it it came into them, it got them out of Mitzrayim, but it didn't really alter their ultimate DNA, and therefore they had to begin to reconstitute, you know, they, they had to begin to do something in order to be in order to receive those iris. Back in, so that's why you start counting spherus oimers. So spherus oimers is like the first thing that happens because of Isarusa dilatato, right? And and uh, so it's where let's say the 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 of the moyadim after having been jump started as a kind of shabbos actually becomes something that's not a shabbos. It becomes it becomes a moyad, and so that's the that's the transformation. And yeah, and throughout you know throughout spherus oimers is basically a kind of childhood. For for Am Yisrael, it's a kind of it's a it's a growth process, and then at the end of the growth process, something else happens, which which is um, you know which is Matan Taira. So, but anyway, the the idea that I don't just you know if you ever wonder why why do we have why do we have Shabbos Agodel before 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 Pesach? Now you know 
there's a there's a number there's a number of answers, but the the one that the tour brings down is is that uh, that's the day that they took the, you know, that's the Asiri Lechoydish when they took the when they took the carbon uh, Pesach and they tied it to the to the legs of the beds and and um, took a took a great risk in you know in in doing doing this kind of uh, animal cruelty to to the to the you know deity of Egypt or the or the sacred animal of the of the deity deity of Egypt, and is so nothing nobody got hurt nobody happened you know the the Egyptians looked at this they saw anything and they just kept their mouths shut. Um, so so Uvachain Shabbos Agodol which is the Yom Lekichas it's the day of setting aside the Korban Pesach here actually has a function in terms of the in terms of the of in terms of Chagamatzis it, it does it does lead into Chagamatzis so you could so you could say that yet yeah, there that there is a, not only not only is is the, the first day of Pesach a kind of Shabbos but it's also Mamshech its kedusha it's Mamshech its its essence from uh, from the Shabbos that preceded it. The way you're interpreting it, Shabbos, uh, the Shabbos before Pesach is actually less Shabbos-like than Pesach is. In other words, the Pesach is the one that they're total macablim, whereas the Shabbos, right. if you're going to go with the tour, they were proactive. They actually were involved. Ah. They were actually doing things. They actually were proving themselves. They weren't just uh, allowing stuff to happen to them. They were right. so you actually have a, a strange phenomena where you have the Shabbos. Yeah. So it turns well, out. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm I mean, sure. on, on one on one level, you really you really never get away from this because there's there there is some paradoxical stuff. You know, you and I were in yeshiva together, I believe, when when Rabbi Nachum Yuni, you know, told her the story about these these Hasidic Shabbachim somewhere that decided to see if they put on their Shabbos clothes and they and they and they, you know, and they and they eat, you know, they they sing all the zemiris and everything, and then to see, okay, so what happens? Let's see if we if it feels like Shabbos if we if we did the avoid of Shabbos on Wednesday, and it turns out that uh, that. Yes, they felt exactly the same. They couldn't. They couldn't tell the difference, right? So there's a, you know, so so then the answer to that obviously was, but since you were mom sheikh from Shabbos, you know, yeah, okay, but so um, uh, yeah, you don't really need Menachem for that. You have actually the Mishnayos that say that if a person is lost in and he's not sure, he just counts seven days and he creates a Shabbos for himself, right? So we do have. Right? Indeed, we have a toya b'midbar. A person who's lost is sort of like I don't know, but I, I sort of remember the day I left, so I'm going to count seven days, and that, and I'm not sure, but that would be his Shabbos. Of course, he might be surprised. It'll turn out that he was holding Shabbos, and and so we see that we are able in some ways, and maybe this is really. You know, as much as it's a beautiful vart, mimachras Shabbos means the day after the day that we were just like babies accepting. It's interesting to see these elements of non-Saduki like Shabbos in our Shabbos. That our Shabbos, as much as it's oh, it's all about just you know being astounded by who God is and just absorbing the kedusha. There's also, of course, asiyas Shabbos, right? Laasos, right. and and I think that mm-hmm. in a way runs counter. To yeah, the, yeah. The, the, we don't have it as a zero sum option. We don't have it as so binary. In other words, the Tzadukim reject our sense of Shabbos and and have a and, and, and our sense of Yontif because again they they are they are focused so to, as you say so to, totally on just you know what does God want for me? How do I how do I come to recognize holiness and therefore sort of like be a, a lump uh, absorbing it? 
Whereas, you know, we never had that. I think that's part of what made the Prusham dynamic. Criticism, you know, bi biblical criticism or, you know, contemporary scholarship of, of, uh, of the scriptures, you know, they, they make a big deal out of uncovering inconsistencies and contradictions and saying, ah, okay, so this must have been author, author A and this must have been author B. You know, as if as if that's the only possible explanation for an inconsistency. An inconsistency is, is, is multiple authors. That means that your text has been has been tampered with, or or is or is uh, or is inconsistent. Therefore, it's not. You, but you, you know, you think about it like why why would Hakadosh Baruch Hu speak in only one voice? You know, you think oh, well, if this was a divine text, it wouldn't have any inconsistencies or ambiguities or 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 even apparent contradictions. It would be completely clear, one hundred percent divine, logical. Who says? Who says? Well, you know, we're we're really being, trying to be machtiv what a Kaddish Baruch Hu's mind is is like, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu's mind is much more interested in in giving us the opportunity to to be creative than it is in sitting back and telling us exactly what the exactly what the you know facts are, so to speak. So we have to, um, you know, it's this this idea of of do you expect God to God's revelations to always have contain some kind of like perfected, abstract, you know, universal um unchanging concepts or or do you expect that god's revelations to be to be dynamic and that's and that's uh you know that's precisely the question here also you know hashem hashem invites us to to be miss ale militato you know it invites us to awaken from below um thanks for joining us for another episode from the yeshiva of newark at idt podcast be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.